Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to week eight in the NFL. We're back here setting our DraftKings.com lineup. For those of you who are new, um, all I do here is I just run through the player pool and basically set a lineup uh, that I think is appropriate for your cash games. So things where, you know, half the field is getting paid out or really anything where like 30% and up is getting paid out. So like if you're playing three mans, I think you can run your cash game in that too. So you won't see anything too off the wall here. Um, feel free to use these picks, but just I ask that you don't enter this exact same lineup. Um, and with that, let's hop right in. We'll grab our quarterback and we're going to grab Jameis Winston this week. It's got a good matchup against Oakland. Tampa Bay has an excellent team total sitting at 25 and a half points. Um, they're one, they're, they're only one point favorites in a game uh, that is looking to have an over under of about 50 points. Tampa has also thrown the ball 254 times this year while only running at 170. So the volume is certainly there uh, for Winston. Oakland also has been very friendly to opposing team signal callers, allowing an average of 20 DK points per game. I also want to note that Winston's pass volume inside the 10-yard line, uh, it's not extremely high, but it's very efficient as he is completing 80% of his passes. He's got a great price here at $5,700, and he's going to allow us, uh, him and a few other guys are going to allow us to spend up at a running back position this week. Um, let's grab another wide receiver. We're going to grab a guy by the name of Ty Montgomery. He's going up against Atlanta in Atlanta, playing in the dome. Since week five, Montgomery has had a total of eight red zone targets, which is three more than any other Packer wideout. It's also worth noting that in that same time span, he has seen his snap count increase from 40%, almost to 70% of the team's overall snaps. He's averaging just above 0.36 points per, per snap. Keep in mind that's on smaller sample size, but it, to, I guess to kind of put that into a little bit of context or, or perspective, Kelvin Benjamin is at 0.28, and AJ Green is at 0.32 fantasy points per snap. Green Bay also has a healthy team total sitting at 25.5 points and will face, uh, like I said, Atlanta, who... Has I think they're giving up the league's second highest points allowed to opposing team teams wideouts. It might be third. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it's it's definitely up there, and it's it's should be a good matchup for Montgomery. Who, well, Davis um, did. He was he was active for last week. You know, he I think he got to Green Bay on like a Tuesday, and then they played that Thursday night game, and he was active for that. So he's got a full week or a little bit more than that. He's going to have roughly nine ten days of really working everything through in terms of the offense. So Montgomery might not see as many snaps at running back, but he, he certainly will still, still see some. And I think that's what um, is really locking me into him is his cash game is just that overall opportunity that Montgomery is getting at a $5,300 price point. And we're, we're also going to spend up at wide receiver too. And we'll do that right now. And we'll get rid of Mike Evans here. He was a lock for me last week, and he's a lock again this week. As I mentioned before in Winston's uh, little blurb, Tampa has an implied team total of 25 and a half, or 25 points and will face a very soft Oakland secondary. Evans is averaging 0.34 fantasy points per snap so far this year and is consuming an insanely high 32% of his team's overall target share. 
he should see his fair share of Sean Smith, who I I would like to throw out last week for Allen Robinson um, because he really just did a disappearing act. He actually had, I think, nine or ten targets, caught like a ball or two balls for six yards. It was ridiculous. So if we throw out last week, Sean Smith is allowing the fifth most fantasy points per target so far in 2016. So everything lines up for Mike Evans. Team total at home versus a very soft secondary. Huge share of his market, um, of his team's market share. And the, the red zone volume is also there for him as well. So let's uh, get one of these cheaper positions out of the way. And we'll get CJ Fedorowicz um, at our tight end spot. Let's see if I can spell his last name. F-I-E. Yep. Awesome. So I'm always one to punt the tight end position. I did uh, talk about Jimmy Graham not too long ago. He was probably like the first time I had ever spent close to 5K on a on a tight end so far this year. But the position is just so volatile, and I think Jimmy Graham makes a good argument again this week. I would rather have the sal cap for running backs in my cash games uh, just because the position really is volatile, and uh, it's just not... I don't want to take the risk at the tight end spot when we can get a guy uh, like CJ here who's had back-to-back seven target games and is truly looking to be that safety blanket for Osweiler. So while I wouldn't mind his snap count being a little higher since it's currently sitting at about roughly 75%, the volume of targets, the salary relief, and then Houston also has a pretty healthy implied team total of 23.5 points, I think make up for... uh, for that less than ideal snap uh, overall snap percentage that he's seeing. And let's knock another one out and we'll get our defense and we'll go with Dallas. Um, Dallas, oh, I forgot, DraftKings, Cowboys, not Dallas. I think uh, like the quote-unquote lock at defense for me this week is playing the Monday night slate. So as usual... I'm going to look to spend down just where I can. 3 3k isn't like super down where I think like if you really wanted to you go with Cleveland against Fitzpatrick for like 2500 bucks, but it's just not necessary due to some of the salary relief that we're getting with like Montgomery and another guy that I'll touch on. Um Philly has one of the lower team totals sitting at 19 points and they're four point road dogs. So while Wentz has looked solid at the start of the year, we may be seeing some regression toward the mean here. As he's thrown three interceptions in the past three weeks while having a QBR of roughly 65% in his past two games. Granted, a lot of that was last week against Minnesota, and everyone has struggled against Minnesota. They've been a fantastic secondary in front seven and just overall defense. So I think with that being said, though, Dallas's slow pace of pay uh, of play, uh, coupled with the uh, Phillies team total being at 19 points at this $3,000 price point, is something that I would look to target. So tight end, defense, and let's uh, let's get another value play here so we can see exactly the salary that we're working with. You can see it's kind of a lot, 71. Now that we've locked in Booker here running back. So Devontae Booker is an absolute lock across the industry since we can safely project him for 20 total touches. And and that might even be on the low end. Like you could probably say like 
three as a median projection for him. I really don't think that that is all that high considering what CJ Anderson was doing. And he's now literally stepping into that role. Um, He's also going up against a, a run defense of the Chargers that ranks 20th in football outsiders DVOA metric and are giving and is giving up a league ninth worst 21.3 points to opposing teams running back. So he's definitely got a plus matchup. Booker has also flashed some excellent talent over the past few weeks, averaging 5.43 yards per carry since week four. So I think out of all of the potential fades that you have this week, uh, Booker is not one that that I think you want to fade. I, I really don't think you want to fade Mike Evans either, but uh, gun to my head, if I had to pick one to fade, I, I would actually fade Mike Evans and take the salary cap relief and the guaranteed, you know, 19 to 22 touches of Booker and, you know, go down to like T.Y. Hilton at wide receiver. I don't think there's a that large of a gap um, to not w- utilize Booker's salary cap here. So uh, let's let's get rid of another wide receiver here and we'll go with Pryor. Um, Terrell Pryor is going up against the Jets. So he's going to be squaring up against Darrell Revis, who by now we all clearly know is a shadow of his old self. Pryor will also have six inches and roughly 30 pounds on Revis, which will absolutely come into play in contested catches over the middle or, you know, in the back of the red zone, things like that. He's just going to have that um, size over Darrell Revis. The only concern that I that I have with Pryor is that his implied team total is sitting at 20.5 points. So 20.5, sorry, points. Um, but much like CJ, I think his volume and his red zone targets definitely help mitigate that low team total. Uh, and he's not insanely expensive at $6,100. It's actually, a, I think, very reasonable for his skill set and the matchup that he has. And that leaves us with a ton of money. Um, we have two, well, we have a running back spot and we have a flex spot here. So we can get rid of one of these running back spots here. And, uh, David Johnson is actually the guy who I'll lock up there. I don't think I need to say much about David Johnson, but I will point out that he reached a hundred all purpose yards for the seventh straight time this year and had 28 DraftKings points without finding the end zone last week. I think that really just drives home the point that David Johnson is not only matchup proof, but for $7,700, you're buying yourself an insanely high floor and an insanely high ceiling. It's it's ridiculous. Um, he's almost becoming that, you know, do not fade hammerstone lock that uh, Pat James likes to say in cash game lineups. So with that, we've got 7600 bucks left, and I'm actually going to do another running back. I'm going to grab the second highest price running back on the Sunday slate, and that's Christine Michael. He's going to be running against the 31st worst ranked rush defense according to Football Outsiders Rush DVOA metric, and that same defense that Football Outsiders ranks as 31st worst has allowed the most rushing TDs to opposing teams' running backs. Seattle has an extremely healthy team total sitting at 25.5 points. And while they're on the road, they're actually road favorites at two and a half points. I know C Mike's price tag is on the rise, but guys like CJ Fedorowicz and Booker, um, they really allow us, and then not like going all the way up at defense, they really allow us to lock in an excellent floor with um 
with Christine Michael and then that huge TD upside that he will come with, especially in this matchup as well uh, at, at both the running back spots with David Johnson. So we still have 300 bucks left over here. Obviously, if you like somebody different in defense or want to spend up a little bit at tight end, um, you still have some salad cap to work with. You, by all means, don't have to pay for two extreme running backs. There are other running backs that you can look to go with, like um, Devontae Freeman at 6500 bucks. Take that extra grand that you're going to have and spend up a quarterback or get off Terrell Pryor and get a higher-priced wide receiver. Uh, I mean, you can see how easy something like that is. So if we go to flex and, or excuse me, we go to running back, we grab Freeman, and then we have $7,200 at our wide receiver spot, which I think is is kind of an awkward area, which is one of the reasons why I, I ended up getting down to Terrell Pryor. Um, there's just not a whole lot that I like in this area. I do like Randall Cobb at $6,400. He's seeing a lot of looks from Aaron Rodgers and a lot of uh, very um, low ADOT targets, so just right across the middle and just really helping increase his PPR value on a full point site like DraftKings here. But I'm so high on Ty Montgomery, I'm not willing to even come close to stacking Randall Cobb and Ty Montgomery both in cash. But once again, you get off Ty, you get off Winston, and you start working your salary around a little bit more, and you can see see how easy it is to just build some lineups off of this um, foundation that I've kind of constructed here. So with that, best of luck in week eight, guys. Uh, don't forget to head over to projectroto.com and check out the data sheet that I put out that has all the red zone numbers, all the fantasy points uh, per snap and target and all the Vegas implied team totals, and then our projections that we have as well for each position. And the the write-ups that Pat James does, the full GPP analysis with projected ownership uh, for some of the most highly talked about players, and his cash game analysis that he writes up as well. So yeah, good luck in week eight, guys, and I'll see you next week in week nine. Cheers.